0: Hi everybody, this is Julie Kerr, writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy Geekless Punk. You're about to listen to a really great podcast where I give a review of Los Angeles and I gotta tell you, Los Angeles rocked my world. (laughs) So I'm going to give you tips for anyone who's thinking about visiting Los Angeles or maybe even moving to Los Angeles. I'm going to give you some tips because I went there and I liked it. (laughs) Okay, so, alright, and this is the podcast, okay. I'm gonna do this fast. It's uh, Thursday night. It's like 10:45 at night. Uh, I gotta go to work tomorrow. Okay, so I went on a trip uh, uh, to Los Angeles this past week. I left on a Sunday, went to a concert on a Monday. I uh, I just published a YouTube video about that. The concert was so good. I'll talk about that. And then um, you know I came back. It was a nice little trip. I came back on uh, so that was. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, came back on Tuesday. So, yeah, um, anyone out there who's never been to Los Angeles, anyone listening, I'm going I'm to give you some tips. Um, if you're like a hillbilly, that's what I am. I'm going to give you some tips. Because <laughs> cities are scary to hillbillies, like me. Okay. But I had a blast. Okay. Uh, so, the reason I went to uh, Los Angeles is because I wanted to ask um, Evan Rachel Wood to marry me. <laughs> Uh, I'm a really big fan of hers. Okay, so, all right. Uh, no. Uh, all right. I'll get serious. So, okay. So, here's the deal. I don't know. Okay, there's a couple things I want to say. Um, so, as to regular listeners, as you know, I'm an indie filmmaker. I made a romantic comedy. I still think it's going to make a profit. (laughs) Uh, it's just a slow burn on this one. But, um, and then I'm going to make another feature film this year. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so one of my favorite authors is Steven Pressfield, and he's like my Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's just so cool. I've read all his books, and he put out a book this year called Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants To Be. And he's like, yo, if you want to make movies, you got to be in Los Angeles. And he was right. <laughs> I've been feeling super happy ever since I get back to L.A. There's a couple things I want to say. Um, there's a documentary called Showbiz Kids on HBO, Shout out to HBO, man! They make good documentaries. I love HBO Max. That uh, that app on my Roku TV, love it. Okay, so there's a documentary called Showbiz Kids, and Evan Rachel Wood is in it. A bunch of kids are in it. Uh, I like, they're all adults now, but they just give really smart, insightful interviews on what it's like to be like a kid actor. So the reason I bring that up. Oh, and by the way, like all the psychology books on planet Earth, like. And psychology psychology books written by, like, Holocaust survivors, like Viktor Frankl. But all the psychology books that study, like, healing and the healing of trauma, they all say that no matter what you've been through, uh, you overall can live a happy existence now. You know what I'm saying? So I want to say that first. Um, because what I'm about to say, I'm not showing, like, pity. I think pity can be patronizing. But I am, I, I am showing an unsurmountable amount of empathy uh towards kid actors um okay because what, what I want to say is like for me and I'm a hillbilly from small town Virginia I wasn't ready like I wasn't ready to go to Los Angeles I can't imagine going to Los Angeles if you're a kid um I, I wasn't ready to go, to go to Los Angeles in my 20s I wasn't ready to go up to Los Angeles at 38, and that 38 years old—that was that's two years ago, you know. But now at 40, like I'm ready. I had the time. Of my life. I had so much fun in LA. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm like a chubby tomboy, pretty much, you know, gay-ish, you know, queer, whatever, um, whatever. But I had so much fun. <laughs> Oh, my God. I had such a great little trip. It wasn't expensive because I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I just had a lot of fun. Um, And so, yeah, Stephen Pressfield, he says he moved to Los Angeles when he was 40 years old. And he he says in his book or in his podcast, he's like, yo, just balls to the wall. Just move. Just go, you know. So for me, I know for a fact because it's like super easy. I have some friends in L.A. So I'm going to be going to L.A. like once a month this year straight up and um tomorrow i'm gonna buy my ticket i'm just gonna go back to la uh this so this is december i'm gonna go back to la in january just once a month i'm gonna go because it's like balls to the wall so to speak it's like um that's where the industry is um quote unquote my foot in the door would be writing screenwriting and then going from there um yeah okay so i'll tell you like quickly what happened In LA, and like the lessons I learned. Oh, the first thing I want to say, if you are like a hillbilly, I get it. Like, I was scared to go to LA too. I don't know why. And maybe it's resistance. Stephen Pressfield calls it resistance. But I don't think it was just resistance. I think it's like just straight up, I wasn't ready, like on a spiritual level type of thing. So, to anyone out there, if you don't think you're ready, especially if you're like a hillbilly, then if you don't think you're ready, then you might not be ready. And I know, like cisgendered, like straight white guys who are scared to go to Los Angeles. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing when I say that, but I guess what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is people who are scared to go there. I get why they're scared to go there. Um, that is to say, I think before you go to LA, like you have to know who you are. And at this point, like I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? And also, like I don't want to deal with anything shady. Yes, I watch the, like, morbid, like, I watched the documentaries about the shady parts of Hollywood, and I don't, I don't want to be a part of that, and, like, straight up, I know I want to just start my own company, own my own company, that kind of thing, not because I think I'm, like, fancy, but I think, like, I would just be happy running my own company, like, um, like, Tyler Perry, you know what I'm saying, or, like, what, what, what Walt Disney did, okay, so, but to any hillbillies out there, like if you don't think you're ready to move to LA, I would say then you're on a spiritual level, you're probably not ready. So, what I did was I started in small town Virginia. I uh, went to college in Richmond, Virginia, so that was a big move. That was my first city. Then I lived in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland. I've lived here since 2005, um, and this is a big city area. And then and then uh this past week I went to Los Angeles and it completely blew my mind. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um I kept this trip kind of secret. I didn't want people to know about it because I like legit wanted to go on a date with Los Angeles. I wanted to feel it out because city every city has its own like personality, its own vibe. So I just wanted to catch like like a vibe, like what's the vibe? And I liked it. I liked it a lot. So it's like, um, okay, but yeah, if you're a hillbilly and you've never lived in a city, I'm gonna say don't start I'm gonna say don't start with Los Angeles. Um hey, hey, and by all means you can just like completely ignore what I'm saying, like whatever. But I'm gonna say start with a smaller city. So you can go from a small town to a smaller city, whatever that is for you live there for a couple years and even just a couple years even just one or two years and you know get into whatever art scene is there you know every city has an art art scene you know what i'm saying uh but then like i think Stephen pressfield calls it turning pro but the minute you want to turn pro like then go to los angeles uh and the other thing i want to say was just like um i think some like me me too i was doing this some people like kind of they did well, definitely a lot of some people like they kind of fetishize like show business or filmmaking, and the thing is, excuse me, um, you just don't have to do that. Don't make it more important than it is. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's super exciting. Like, I love making movies. That's my calling. So it is super exciting to make movies. So like, so I, on one hand, it's super exciting. Just don't make it out to be more than it is. That kind of thing. And I'm about to get serious too. Actually, I guess I'm already there. Okay. Um one thing my screenwriting mentor told me um and he he'd work he 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 had a decent amount of work in LA uh and then he he was up here in uh, in the bay area San Francisco bay area and he was my screenwriting mentor and one thing he said to me and just just bear with me uh one thing he said to me was just that he said he said to me he was giving me really good advice he said Julie if you ever go down to LA he said everything is exploitation and me i was in my 20s and i was very innocent or whatever i was like uh, what and he's like no no no." he said in la like exploitation is a good word and what he said was um they will exploit you for your talent and he meant in this case writing because i'm a writer and I, and he's like and you will exploit them and get that check <laughs> Um, So this is what I want to say because people wonder why some celebrities can be sad sometimes. Uh, One thing I want to say uh, on a spiritual level, trauma is trauma is trauma is trauma. So a lot of celebrities have legit trauma the same as anyone else. So that, of course, is going to make someone feel sad. You know, they're people. Um, But uh, the other thing is like um, uh, no shade towards Hollywood because, well, my only experience of Hollywood – was this past two days, and I loved it. <laughs> I still need to get into the details on my trip. Man, I had the time of my life. Okay, but um, here's the deal. Uh, this might seem, maybe I'm being too uh, cynical, but but that the advice that my screenwriter mentor gave me was really good advice. Because I was all like, yeah, man, art, man, art, you know. And, of course, art is important. And, honestly, like, artistic integrity is really important to me. But, like, the way he put it, um, I like the way he put it. He's right. Um, So, because, like, the only thing I feel like Hollywood can offer you is a check. (laughs) If you're lucky. If you're lucky. And, in my case, if they like my script, if I'm lucky, they cut a check. (laughs) So, that is to say, I have to within myself, and because I'm 40 years old and I've done the work, and I've already talked about this in most of my podcasts, is that blah, blah, blah depression, blah, 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 abuse of home, or trauma, blah, 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 all that stuff that I've worked through, I did all that up here in the Bay Area, so it's like, that is to say... uh, uh. If I go to L.A., I have to already have the inner happiness inside of me. Because Hollywood's not offering happiness. (laughs) Hollywood potentially is offering a check. Money. Um, The inner happiness thing um, has to come from within. I know that's super cheesy. But that's what, like, all the major, whatever, blah, 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 religions, blah, 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 teach. Um, Also, for any newbie people, I'm totally gay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Okay. Be who you are. Believe in what you believe in. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, like what you kind of have to do the inner happiness yourself. And like, there's tons of books on how to do that and blah, blah, blah. And that's sort of what my main channel that that's why my my social media presence is personal development, like teaching people how to have that inner happiness, because like, the reason why, knock on wood, I feel like I can handle Hollywood, one, I'm 40. Like I said, like, I don't know how little kids do it. You know what I mean? How do you figure out who you are in L.A.? Uh, plenty of people do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, all the psychology books say anyone can be happy for sure and can overcome trauma. But it just seems like a tough place to figure out who you are. So I feel an insurmountable of empathy towards the entire human race. <laughs> We're all stuck here together. So anyway, let's just be nice to each other. But yeah, that's I think the biggest thing to understand is like the the only thing Hollywood can offer is a check. Uh, Having said that, I do think that um, I do think most people when they're making movies or they're making television, I really think they're trying their hardest to make the best effing movie or tv show that they possibly can right so one of my favorite shows that just got canceled unfortunately was westworld and i really believe they're trying to put the best show on that they could and um unfortunately the audience just didn't stay i stayed but the audience didn't stay throughout all four seasons for uh, first season is perfect perfect um but anyway uh you know, uh, what was my point? Oh, but but I I I you I could tell in watching Westworld, like man, they sincerely were trying to put on the best show ever. That might sound like a backwards compliment. It's not meant to be because, like, I wanted Westworld to be on for like six more seasons. So, like, legit, I watched it. I watched season four like three times. I mean, I fast forward, the first season. You anyway, know, you know what I'm saying. But still, I tried to, I tried to get the view counts up. <laughs> you know, um. But yeah, so like the inner happiness thing, like you just gotta find a way to do that yourself. Um, uh, and that's why I I suggest like uh, Martin P. Seligman. He writes books. Called, uh, he's a psychologist who writes books about learning optimism. Or Martin Luther King Jr. wrote a lot of great books about hope and optimism. But but you know spirituality, whatever. But just you got to find that in, inner happiness thing yourself. It took me a long time for me to find it um, because, you know, Hollywood's not not offering that. And, and I'm not throwing shade at Hollywood. Um, it, it, that's just capitalism. Capitalism is about checks. It's about money. It's about dollar dollar bill, y'all. It's not about inner happiness. Um, I think inner happiness is important. <laughs> I think uh, ending human suffering is important. I think I think eradicating uh, poverty and misogyny and racism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think all those things are important. Uh, but capitalism is offering you it, all—it's all it offers is money, uh, if you're lucky. If you're, you know, if you're lucky. Okay, uh, okay. But uh, now I know all that sounds sad. I, I don't want to bum you out because I had a time of my life in Los Angeles. Uh, the reason I had a time of my life is just because, like. I think, um, you know, I do watch the documentaries about, like, the sleazy aspects of Hollywood. And true story, legit, um, I was uh, up here in San Francisco. I was casting, you know, I made a feature film up here. It's available on my website. I was casting a movie, um, and I was the director, producer, whatever. You know, it was micro budget. And an and actress, you know, she ended up being in the movie, She, like, straight up, like, matter of fact, it's like, it's like she was asking me, oh, were there, will there be, like, sandwiches or salads? Like, that's the tone of, of how she said it. But she said up here, um, she said, uh, oh, she asked me, very matter of factly one time, this is in San Francisco, she's like, hey, is there, like, a casting couch? I just, like, want to know ahead of time and la la la. And I was like, ew, gross, No! Okay, so some of y'all don't know what a catching couch is. I don't want to be the person to explain what that is to you. You'll have to Google it. Um, but I being really shitty to women is not my kink. <laughs> I I don't get off on being mean in general. So. Anyway, but she was asking me. She wasn't even offended. She she wasn't even saying it like it was something provocative to say. She was just asking, and I was like, "Dear God, no!" Uh, right? And up. Here, this is all San Francisco stories. I had another actress where I was. By the way, my my movies are like super chill. Like they're not anyway, whatever. But it's just they had. She had had. I guess she'd had prior experiences. Bless her heart. I like like. I, I hope she is okay. I had another actress where I auditioned. She's like, hey, is it okay if I bring my husband? I was like, of course. Like, yeah. And then she told me like she had just gone to an audition where she went by herself and the guy was getting handsy with her. So, you know, fuck that guy. (laughs) But like, uh, this is up here. Uh, Anyway, sorry. This is taking a, a sad turn. But yeah, like I was like, yeah, of course. I was like, oh my god, no. And she, like, it, with me that I was auditioning her, she knew I was safe. But the 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 scenario is like, what if I had some weirdo creep guy, creepy guy who jumps out of the bushes or whatever? Like, I get it. I like, I totally get it. So she had a story when I was like twenty four up here, like indie filmmaking. I there's a guy who like, this is a true story. Like, he under the guise of like us just, I guess, like filmmaking networking. He, it turned out he wanted to take naked pictures of me, like, and I was surprised, because I'm kind of chubby and a tomboy, like, I, I'm not exactly Marilyn Monroe, but like, that, it turned out his pitch was he wanted to take dirty pics of me, whatever, and I, like, I, I, it was gross, it was gross, the whole thing was gross, and he was pitching it next to his wife, I don't know, I guess it's a California thing, but anyway, so, so that is to say, like, there can, there, <laughs> this is all the San Francisco story, so, uh, there is a, there can be like a sleazy element, you know, but here's, I'm about to sorry, sorry to traumatize anybody, <laughs> but, uh, that, that's just my little experiences, but, um, oh, I guess you guys are like on the edge of your seat. No, no, I did not take the weird nudity. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Not judging nudity in general. I'm, I'm really not judging that. It's just like, in this case, it would have been gross <laughs> and creepy. This guy was creepy. Okay. So, uh, the reason, the reason I bring that up is just like, um, so I, I went to Los Angeles, right? And it was Friday. I was super tired. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. See, I'm tired now. But, uh, it was like a, do, 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 I arrived on a Sunday. yeah I arrived on a Sunday and I was like super tired. Excuse me. I couldn't check into my hotel until three o'clock, but I gotten there like kind of early oh my hotel i got it at hotels.com super cheap it was called historic but it's like a three-star hotel it was pretty nice it was called the hollywood historic hotel really nice hotel so tired okay i gotta wrap this up okay it was built in 1926 it was uh my hotel it was lined with pictures of old school movie stars like carrie grant rosalind russell shirley temple uh marilyn monroe uh humphrey bogart Ingrid bergman So cool because it's like, I really like old school movies. I really like old school movie stars. So it's just like uh, a very romanticized, I don't know, it was cool. It was really cool. And then I got the king size beds because um, it was the same price as a queen size bed. So I got a king size bed. It was super nice. It was huge. Um, Yeah, so that's where I was with my imaginary lover's. (laughs) <laughs> I'm single. Okay. And then um uh so the hotel was nice once I finally got in. They didn't do a deposit. That was nice too. Some hotels will do like a $200 deposit or whatever. They had no deposit. That was really nice. Um I was so sleepy, so m- S- Sunday night I went to sleep at like literally as soon as the sun went down, seven o'clock at night. Yeah, I went to sleep and then I woke up the next day. Okay, so here's where I'm going to say some positive stuff because I'm sorry if I weirded you out about, like, the the, the kind of sleazy stuff. Here's what I want to say. Like, sexiness is great, right? Like, everyone loves a little bit of sexiness in their life. So I want to make that clear. I'm sex positive. So, But there's sexiness and then there's, like, sleaziness. And I think, you know, it, 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 and I'm all for, hey, sexiness or kinkiness or whatever. Like, all that's great. Um, but you know what I mean by like sleaziness, the part where it feels gross and weird, uh, like the guy who was gonna, who wanted to take pics of me. So, uh, gross and weird. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, right. So I'm about to say some positive stuff. Okay. So what, what I want to do, cause I was on a date with Los Angeles and, you know, I wanted to ask Evan Rachel to marry me. Uh, so those are my two agendas. So, Uh, so, um, so what I did was, so, uh, here's the thing. Walt Disney, once upon a time, he was just a dude, like legit. He was just a dude from Missouri and with his brother. And he moved to Los Angeles, uh, around, I think it was 1923. So in 1923, that's when he set up his first animation studio. So I went to the building that was his first, um, animation studio, and it y'all like this building. It's in Los Angeles. It's just a humble building. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It's not huge. It's on my Instagram at Julie Makes Movies, and it's just a humble building. Like, and it's like, and and walking around like that's where he started. Um, and okay, so here's the thing about Walt Disney. I have a a book called Ink and Paint because there's a Walt Disney Museum up here in San Francisco, and I totally recommend it. And the book, Ink and Paint, it's a great book. It's about the ink and paint department at Walt Disney Studios. It was all female run. And, uh, And so the book, it's huge. My sister got it for me one year for my birthday, and I'm halfway through it. It's such a big book. Like literally, it's like one of those big giant books you can put on your coffee table. Oh, yeah, here, I'm looking at it. Ink and Paint, The Women of Walt Disney's Animation. Yeah, so that's the book. I totally recommend it, and I saw the author. She did a lecture at the Walt Disney Museum in San Francisco. So, But what the book really is about is Walt Disney's relationship with women in general, and it turns out that Walt Disney thought women were really neat. (laughs) He thought women were cool. So, and, like, um... One of the one of Walt Disney's big breaks as far as making little cartoons, um, one of his business well, associates, there was a woman who ran a very successful film distribution company around that time. So it would have been the 19, I don't know, early 1920s, 30s, whatever. But she liked his little cartoons and she was one of, and she ran a successful film distribution company. And she's one of the people to give Walt Disney his big break by distributing his cartoons and putting them in front of movies. So th- that's just kind of cool. <laughs> that's just badass, you know what I'm saying? But overall, like, Walt Disney thought women were pretty cool, and Ink and Paint um, is all about his relationship to women and how he thought he- they were cool, um, you know. And, like, in Ink and Paint department, um, it was all women. So he had all the women in the Ink and Paint department, and he had all the men in the animation, and the, the men were the ones drawing the the you know the cartoons now you could say that he was just a little bit old-fashioned so the reason why he had the women in the ink and paint department and the men in the uh in in the animation department the the men were drawing and the women were hand painting uh cell by cell each drawing they would have to hand paint it so that the cartoons look good otherwise you're just watching sketches you know what i'm saying and sketches are great but without the without someone painting it all in you 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 miss all the lush color right and so okay the point is where Walt Disney was like overall he wasn't perfect but he was a good person okay the reason why he had the women in the ink and paint department and the men in the animation department was because he was trying to make sure there wasn't any hanky panky if you will <laughs> He was old fashioned. He was protecting the women. <laughs> okay. And they they interviewed some of the women in the ink and paint department. And one of the women, she's like, yeah, I called it the nunnery. And she's like, every day she'd go to work. She's like, oh, back to the nunnery. Because apparently she wanted to, you know, smash an animator. <laughs> she's like. Oh, now I have to just wave at the men. Oh, it was torture. Like, she totally wanted... <laughs> she wanted to get frisky with an animator. Good for her. So, but, like, that is to say, like, Walt Disney, the man, the human being, was being protective. Like, you could say it's old-fashioned, um, but it's that was his way of making sure... Basically, like, he wasn't perfect, but he wasn't, like, sleazy, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and here's the thing, like, even, I, like, I, I am sex positive, you know what I'm saying? Like, hookups can be fun and awesome and amazing and awesome, you know, whatever, whatever. whatever. I'm sex positive, okay. So, but it's just, like, but but, but then there's, like, sle- sleaziness is when it gets icky and blah, okay. So, but anyway, so that is to say, like, Walt Disney is sort of proof that you can have a career, in um in whatever entertainment, and it doesn't have to be like sleazy or gross because I do watch like I said, I watch the I I watch the morbid Hollywood documentaries that show like the gross side of Hollywood or whatever. Um, but yeah, like I said, Walt Disney shows that you can kind of you can do it where you can do it he 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 the man um showed like you can do it where where it's okay he wasn't a perfect guy I'm not saying he was perfect um but yeah I think for me um going to his original studio going to the building it's a skate shop now so I bought some skate some clothes at the skate shop oh my gosh the customer service in Los Angeles is like top notch it's so like everybody was so nice okay but yeah, like so it was kind of like a spiritual journey going to that building, and then so there's a it's called extra copy there's a copy place there too and in the copy place she has a bunch of like um uh, a bunch of uh what does she have she has like a bunch of um disney stuff there and and you can buy like a soda or some markers, that kind of thing um so if you go to visit the building you can i think it's oh kingswell so look up kingswell if you're ever in los angeles look up kingswell skate shop um and then or and it's called extra copy so those are the two uh businesses that are in the building that you that used to be walt disney's original animation studio in 1923 and i want i wanted to go to the studio i was like i want to go where he was when he was broke (laughs) You know what I'm saying because like also two blocks from my hotel was Paramount Studios. so I could have gone on a studio tour. The studio tour was like 60 bucks for like two hours. I'm sure it's great. like I'm sure it's worth it. I took the zero dollar tour. I just I just took pictures of it from outside and I was like, oh that's cool, you know um but I I, I don't know this was important to me to to go to the place where I wanted to see a studio. Uh, remnants of a studio, uh, you know how 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 do, how, do, how does someone like start? You know what I mean? Okay, so um uh oh right, so now it's a skate shop. It's called Kingswell. So I got some some clothes there. Oh right, extra copy. So one thing, one little tidbit I wanted to also say, is at, at extra copy. Um Okay, so they don't take, they don't use credit cards or anything like that. So they only take cash. So I walked in and it's a copy place, right? And I, I didn't really need to make any copies. <laughs> I was there as a tourist, you know? So I was like, wow, cool. This is so cool. You know, like this, like Walt Disney was walking around here, you know, back in the day. And, um, okay. So then, uh, but the, the lady who owns the place, like she looked like a little, like not happy or whatever. So I was wondering, huh? I wonder what's going on. So I didn't have my mask on. So I put my mask on. Um, and then I had every intention on like buying something. So when I saw that, Oh, they only take cash. I was like, Oh shoot. I looked at my wallet and I literally had like $5 cash, right? Like, cash because I was using a credit card or you know I was using using cards but I had five dollars cash so I I bought a seven up and I bought like a marker and that together was like four dollars and fifty cents and I gave her the money and she was so happy and smiling and she's like have a great day and I was like oh I think what happens is people go there as a tourist attraction but they don't spend any money so if you go there take cash and buy something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Support your local businesses. You know what I'm saying? So I had, I had every intention on spending some cash there. Uh, yeah, because, and that made her so happy because all it was just $4.50. And, and the 7 up was delicious. I haven't tried the marker yet. Okay. So uh, yeah, customer service was great. Uh, I think it was Friday night. Yeah, was it Thursday? Uh, oh, y'all, oh, I'm so tired. It was uh let's see, Sunday yeah. So Sunday night, uh the guy I was gonna there there was a, a restaurant in my hotel, but the guy said, Oh, there's a really good Italian place. I went to a really great Italian place. Uh it was just me. <laughs> and my bartender was really nice. Keeping it real, I had two beers, I had some pasta, and then um uh I, one of my plates was empty or something. So the bartender and the waitress, they both Uh, reach for the empty plate at the same time. And then the waitress looks at me and she goes, how's that for customer service? (laughs) That was really cute. I wanted to ask them if they were actors or, you know, like the stereotype is that all the bartenders and waitresses are, you know, working actors. So I wanted to tell them like, hey, good luck on your audition or whatever. But I didn't, I was tired, too shy. So I just, but, uh, so I just ate my food and, and drank the beer. Um, and then, uh, and then the bartender offered, uh, dessert. I didn't, I didn't have any dessert, but I had a mint tea, really good mint tea. So that was really fun. That was, the uh, Sunday. Okay. Monday, I went to the skate shop. I went to Walt Disney's early, early days, And then I uh, got some stuff at the skateboard gear. The owner of the skate shop was there. He was such, such a nice guy. The the Uber and Lyft drivers were all super nice. One of my Lyft drivers, she was like super talkative and really nice. She, She and she was like, she was saying, she's like, this is a cool neighborhood. Yeah, like I don't know what neighborhood I was in. Like I don't know Los Angeles geography, but I think the neighborhood I was in. It, it looked like a latin neighborhood and everyone everyone was super nice i felt like comfortable walking around in the streets like um i actually felt more comfortable in the streets i was walking around than like some parts of oakland some parts of san francisco so um oh los angeles is not i'm like a random white lady but the mexican food i had mexican food it was so so good it was good there's a mexican place right next to my hotel okay So, oh right. So one lady, she was telling me the Lyft drivers and Uber drivers were like super supportive. Oh, of me like, like. Uh, here's the thing. I'm gonna come to. I'm I'm gonna come to Los Angeles at least once a month this year. I know I'm gonna do that. Um, as far as me moving to Los Angeles, um, uh, that's definitely in the works. But I have a rent controlled apartment in Oakland, so. I just have to do it responsibly. But Steven Pressfield was saying, and I like, I really like my day job, you know what I'm saying? So I just gotta do it responsibly, that's all. But Stephen Pressfield is like, he keeps saying in his podcast and all that, he's like, balls to the wall. He was 40 when he moved to LA as a writer. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I just gotta do it responsibly, that's all. But, uh, you know, but I don't know, something about 2023 is feeling very kinetic. Also, it's still 2022, but also, I think there's something... This is me being very airy-fairy or 2 d whatever, but I think there's something poetic in that uh, Walt Disney moved to... Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to do animation. (laughs) I'm going to do live action. Also, I would actually say that the tone of my filmmaking, my films, they're kind of more of a... They're actually more between... Walt Disney and I would say John Waters. <laughs> so it, more of that than 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 John genre, like genre wise be I think because I'm LGBTQ, I can't go full genre wise Disney. Although if you watch the original Pinocchio or Bambi, like um I don't know, whatever. Like he could like Walt could be intense in his own ways, you know? So but whatever. So but but that is just to say that like um Here's what I think is poetic. It's just that um, Walt Disney moved to uh, Hollywood in 1923. And so me, I'm going to start heading down there, or literally, uh, in 2023. So 100 years later, uh, Julie's going to Hollywood. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, also, like, no one was mean to me about how – I I guess it depends on the day. I kind of look a little gay. <laughs> But actually, I'm just a tomboy. But no one was mean to me for looking like a little gay or whatever. No one said anything mean to me about how I'm a little chubby. I don't know. Stuff like that. Like, I guess, stereotypes. I don't know. I guess I just got lucky. Oh, oh, oh right. Okay. So Saturday, Monday night. Right, right, right. Monday night. Monday, I went to the skate shop. And then I took a nap. Then I, uh, okay, straight up, going to be honest. So I went to the hotel bar. And I, I pre game before the concert. Evan Plus A, my favorite cover band. So I pre-gamed, I had a Jack and Coke. <laughs> I'm not, okay, just keep it, I'm not encouraging, whatever, you know, I'm just keeping it real. So I had a Jack and Coke, because it was happy hour. Then I had a beer, so I totally pre-gamed. <laughs> I had a, a little bit of food, went to the concert, had a really great time. Uh, Yeah, 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 I I really, really, a huge fan of Evan Rachel Wood. Um, I made a YouTube video about that. Uh, Zayn was amazing. Um, Yeah, like... I don't know how. I, 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 there's this movie called *Notting Hill* that's really good. It's Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. So I don't know how you ask a movie star out on a date, but I did do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if I'm completely bananas, but it's just like, yeah, I really like Evan, and <laughs> and I totally want to marry her or whatever or you know whatever. So, but she's just really cool. So like, I'm I'm not sure how you ask a movie star out um because she's a movie star but i so um i went to the concert and um the the crowd was so cool i met two new friends named mary i'm gonna call them mary and l boogie uh, i'm gonna keep them anonymous but they were super fun and sweet and cool and um uh yeah uh the opening act for Evan plus Zane, I can't remember their names, but they were really great. I think they're called Katie and AJ. They were great. They were great. And then um Evan and Zane did a great concert. I made a YouTube video about that and I just published that. Um yeah, Evan is just uh <laughs> She's just something else. She is just something else. I can't I just can't believe how amazing she is. So it was a great concert, and then um my new friends, El Boogie and uh, Mary, um yeah, like, legit, like, uh, yeah, I wrote Evan a letter, I just, but also, like, no pressure or anything like that, because, like, whatever, like, I'm, you know, but yeah, I just wrote her a letter just asking her out and give her, her my phone number, just in case a, a goddess wants to go on a date with a mere mortal. <laughs> oh, my God, she's so amazing. Oh, she's so amazing. Um, yeah, but they they so they I don't know like she God, Evan's amazing. She's just so amazing. So, uh, but yeah, it was great to see her in concert, and she's just awesome, and she's great. Um, uh, she's all of the things, all of the things. Okay, so then um, after the concert, it was. Right, so, I d- yeah, I wrote her a letter, like, I, I was just like, I don't know how you ask a movie star out, but I was like, letter? <laughs> so, so, I wrote her a letter, and I had it folded up in my pocket, and I was like, yeah, just in case I get any kind of, I knew, I was like, me. May- I, I might have trouble kind of talking. Uh, <laughs> She's just so beautiful, like, so, so beautiful. She's she's She seems very sweet. She's just super be- beautiful. So, I was like, you know, in case I have trouble talking or anything like that, I wrote the letter, and so it was actually Mary who was like, "I'm using alias names." She's like, "Yo, come close to the stage, like, come on, you know." And uh, the the venue, Trabador, is really small, so there's no bad seats in the Trabador, uh, like. But she's like, "Nah, come on, you came all the way from uh, Oakland, like, come up front, you know." I was like, "Okay," so I went up front, and then uh, it was El Boogie and Mary. They were super cool. They were so funny. We started talking in line, uh, waiting in line to get in. And they were talking about uh, – they were having a really cool conversation about uh, who was, who's the most famous, like, neighbor on a sitcom. And they were like, yo, Steve Urkel. And I was like, yeah, Steve Urkel, he's the most famous neighbor. But then we started talking about friends and then Three's Company. It was really cool. That's how we started, you know, talking and being friends. And then uh, El Boogie was like – she was like, so what is – so Mary had seen Evan and Zane in concert before, I've seen them three times in San Francisco. I've been to a bunch of their streaming shows, but El Boogie was like, "What is this? It's like a cover band. Like what? It's like a Monday. Like." And then me and Mary were like, "No, no, no! Trust me, trust me. This is gonna be amazing." <laughs> um, uh, but I, I've already, I think I've made a ton of videos. Um, yes, it's a cover band, and that might sound gimmicky, but. The thing is, like uh, Evan has so much reverence to the song she's covering, um, that she just—it's such a tribute. That I don't know. It's just she just takes it to a whole nother level. So like after the concert, El Boogie was like, "Oh snap!" <laughs> and we were like, "Told you." Anyone listening, they're gonna be in Nashville. And I would totally fly to Nashville, but like I'm going to Colorado for for Christmas. So, so but yo, if you ever get ever get a chance to see Evan plus eight in live in person, do it. Like I know, and I it's hard to explain to people because like yeah, they're a cover band, and uh, my my favorite cover band is Me First and the Gimme G- No No No. My favorite cover band is Evan Plus Saint. but Me First and the Gimme give is another another cover band I like. So it sounds gimmicky or random, but it's like astounding. Like it's just, it's a really, really good show. Like totally do yourself a favor and like, if you ever can catch an Evan plus Zane show, totally catch it. Like, and Zane's really good at guitar and all that kind of stuff. Like they have a really good vibe and they just both put on a really good show. Okay, so Evan looked amazing. Like she just looked great. Uh, Zane looked super cute. He brought the he brought the man cleave. <laughs> He, uh the, the low but the uh, low unbuttoned shirt. Uh but my my heart belongs to Evan for sure. <laughs> I really like her. Okay, so I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um and like I said, I made a YouTube video about that. Yeah, so after the concert, me, uh Mary and El Boogie, I was like, Hey, do you guys like want to hang out or whatever? Oh, for the record, I'm not trying to be funny or anything like that. But it just so happens that, like, El Boogie and Mary, like, they were both, like, really attractive women, and, like, that was just cool. I'm not trying to be funny when I say that. I'm just saying, like, uh, it was cool to be around them, and they are really cool, really nice people. And, and it was a nice, like, buddy friendship vibe. Anyway, so I was like, hey, do, do y'all, um, oh, 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 right, 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 So I wrote the letter to Evan, and I was like, well, if I get a chance to, I don't know, give it to her, but I don't want to be weird or whatever. But then it's like, I guess if you like somebody, you just, you're you ask them out, right? Anyway, so the letter was just like, "Hey, Evan, I think you're extraordinary, and this is my phone number, and if you ever want to go on a date, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how to ask a movie star out, but, but anyway, that was that was my strategy. So, um, I was like, if I get the chance, you know, I was like, I can't throw it on stage, that's weird, and but I noticed she had pockets. She had jeans and she had pockets. I was like, okay, well then, you know, I don't want to inconvenience her because because, you know, she's singing, so, but luckily, he's like, oh, my God, what a woman, man, she, she worked the crowd, she was singing to people, and then, and then she looked at me, and she totally, like, came down, uh, she kneeled, and was singing to me for two seconds, and my heart stopped, and good God, man, she is, she is incredible, so anyway, I, 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 I was like, woof, woof, what a woman, so anyway, I, I, I I took out my, my letter, and I just kind of gestured, like, this is all non-verbal, but I was like, yo, is it okay? Like, this is non-verbal, but I gestured to the letter like, yo, is this okay? You know, and then she was like, (laughs) So she took the letter, and she put it in her back pocket, and I was like, man, that's freaking, that is really cool of a goddess (laughs) to entertain uh, a mere mortal. Uh, But, uh, oh my god. So that was cool. I mean, that's the only way I know how to ask a, a movie star out. So, um, but anyway, yes. And so, uh, but after the show, uh, me, El Boogie and Mary, like I was like, oh, do you guys like want to hang out? They're like super cool. And they're like, yeah, totally. But it was like a Monday. <laughs> it was a Monday. So we drove around and la la la. And, um, and, and and El Boogie was really funny. I was like, yeah, I trust you guys. Cause I don't usually like, I, I was taking Ubers and lifts everywhere. I don't usually like drive off in a car with like strangers and and I was like yeah I trust you guys and El Boogie was like trust us we need to pat you down and I was like yeah she's like I'm gonna pat you down she was really flirty and sweet um and and then so I got in the car and oh yeah she's like oh you're gonna have to walk by me to to get to the seat and to do that I had to like she was just super flirty but like in a very chill friendly like I wasn't reading too much into it that kind of thing. She was cool. Like I made two two friends. We've been texting and stuff, like like a little friendship thing. Um, but anyway, and yeah, and we were uh so we went we drove around LA looking for a restaurant. They were so cool. We finally found one cuz it was like a Monday night and we got some food and and keeping it real, oh yeah, they bought me some drinks at the bar, so I was buzzed. I was I was for sure buzzed. I was and I was buzzed just watching um Singh uh so yeah they 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 got me a couple beers i think and then uh keeping it real we got some dinner and then i did a shot of jameson jameson with a pickle juice uh chaser which is really really good okay but yeah um oh and they made a joke i was like yeah i don't usually get in cars with strangers and and they're like uh, uh one of the jokes they're like oh no nah. something like oh Oh, oh! they made another joke, like, no, we should be scared about you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I could have been the scary one. I could have been the scary one. <laughs> they were so funny and cool. And then, like, they completely understood that, like, my, uh, you know, I'm kind of just joking, but my heart totally, my heart and all of me uh, belongs to uh, Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> oh, I like her so much um but that was cool too like they were both like they're like uh before the show we were talking about our favorite musicians and mary was like oh i love janet jackson and then after the show we were just talking about how awesome evan is and then uh mary was like janet who janet who (laughs) she's just joking like janet jackson is a legend of course it's just uh oh man evan puts on a good show so they they were totally understanding why I'm uh, uh I really really like Evan. <laughs> they thought it they thought it was cool that I get, that I that I gave her the letter. Like it's it's just the only way I know how to ask a movie star out on a date. Like I don't know I don't even know if I'm doing it right. <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to do when you want to marry a movie star. Uh, in this case, uh, I like Evan. So, okay, so um, okay it was a great show. Uh, okay. What else? Uh, yeah. So that was Monday and then, uh, Monday, Monday. And then they dropped me off at my hotel. Yeah. They were just super cool. I was like, because they drove me to the restaurant, I actually offered to, to pay for dinner. I was like, Hey, I got this. And they were like, no, no, no. Are you crazy? (laughs) We split it three ways. Then I was like, Oh, you guys don't have to drive me. I can take an Uber. They're like, no, no, no. no. Like you came out and what are you crazy? They were so like generous and cool and sweet. And like, like, legit, I made, like, two friends, and El Boogie kept saying, like, oh, this is serendipitous, and I was like, yeah, like, they were really cool, and they are like, you know there's assholes in Los Angeles, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know, I just, uh, I didn't meet any, I know they exist, I just, I'm i just gonna avoid the, the. Uh, I just, yeah, I think, like I said, I'm gonna start my own company, like Walt Disney, you know what I'm saying, I have no capital and uh, no connections, but yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to start my own company. That's a, I want to go that route. Um, that way I can just make sure like everyone's safe and awesome. Who, who You know, I just want to make movies. I don't want to hurt anybody, you know. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and the next day, uh, oh oh, uh, one of my Uber drivers, he drove me to the Trabador to the concert. He was originally from Armenia. He told me that he lived in, he's been living in L.A., uh, we started driving from my hotel to uh, to the Travador. We drove through West Hollywood, and he was like, "This is the bougie part of LA." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, the shops got nicer." And then he and but the the, the one of my Lyft drivers, she well, I think she's originally from South America. She was super sweet, super nice. But the Uber drivers and the Lyft drivers were like totally encouraging me to move to LA, like how it works. My Lyft driver, she was like, "Yo, I make five thousand dollars driving Lyft." I was like, "Damn!" And then she was like, "Then she's like, you know, you could just rent a Lyft car. Lyft has a program. You could just rent a car and just drive Lyft." And I was like, "Oh yeah, like that's not a bad idea." And then the our, the the guy who who was originally from Armenia, he was the same way. He was like. You know, you, they're always hiring in LA. Like everyone's always hiring in LA. So, so like the Lyft drivers and Uber drivers, like they were just really encouraging me to to move to LA. They were making the plan for me. So okay, and um, let's see. Uh, that's it. Okay, yeah, that's it. So yeah, uh, yeah, and then like Monday, Monday was super chill. No, Monday that was the concert. Tuesday, you know, Monday I went to sleep. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then Tuesday, uh, uh, what did I do? Oh, Tuesday was super chill. I just, oh, Tuesday I had breakfast and one of my favorite YouTubers straight up, I was eating, drinking coffee and one of my favorite YouTubers ran by me and I was like, is that Nick from Fish Jelly Movie Reviews? That's one of my favorite podcast YouTubers. I was like, oh my gosh, that's Nick. So then on Instagram, I asked Joseph, his husband, yeah. I was like, hey, um, was Nick jogging? I don't like, I've never met them, but I'm a fan of theirs. I was like, was Nick jogging this morning? And I I just made a comment. And Joseph was like, yeah, he was jogging. I was like, what? <laughs> I just saw a YouTube celebrity run by. That was so cool. They do mo- really good movie reviews. I totally recommend them. They're called uh, Fish Jelly Movie Reviews. So I was like, that's just so freaking cool. So that was uh Tuesday morning and then I pretty much just had coffee, went to the to, to airport, uh LAX, and went home and had the oh my god. Okay, so yeah, I like Los Angeles. I had a really good time. Because I'm 40 years old, like I'm better at sniffing out assholes and blah 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 blah. So I know there's like a shade there can be a shady element to LA. Or there can be assholes, or maybe there can be superficiality, blah, blah, blah. But um, I got to tell you, I, everyone I met in L.A., and the bartenders were all really all nice. They're doing the Lord's work. They're uh, making my drinks. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah like, uh, everyone I met in Los Angeles, at least the last two days, maybe I got lucky, they were super nice. The people at the skateboard shop were super nice. Everybody was so freaking cool. So, I don't know, I had a a blast. I'm going back next month, straight up. I'm probably going to crash at a friend's house. Um, The plane tickets don't cost nothing from up here. But anyway, here's the point of my podcast overall. Anyone out there, um, yeah, you definitely... uh, Love and empathy towards everybody, but uh, for sure. But I guess what I want to say is just like, um, you just... Before you go to LA and you you want to work in movie, oh, I saw a bunch of movie stuff. Like, um, when I was going to the hotel for the first time, I saw the, a truck and it had like this big dinosaur in it, like straight up a dinosaur. And I love dinosaurs. And then I saw it, it said like prop house. That was super cool. And then um and then it was Monday night when we were driving around trying to find a place to eat after the concert. Um. We saw, like, uh, there was a lady on a motorcycle, and then there was a camera guy on a motorcycle, and then there was um, a cop car, and, like, basically, they were filming, like, a movie scene type of thing, and Mary was like, oh, we should stop, and la, la, la. At that point, I was sleepy, and I wanted to go to my bed. (laughs) So, but that was cool. She's like, oh, it looks low budget. I was like, low budget? Well, I'm used to micro budget. I was like, that looks like it's got a budget. (laughs) But maybe low budget like two million? I don't know. I don't know. But that was really that's cool to me, because that's new to me. Uh you don't see anything like that in the Bay Area. Okay, so what's the point of this podcast? It's just like I think to go to LA you just have to know who you are. Lots of lots of empathy towards everybody. But also, like, anyone out there hurting or suffering, like, I know in my heart of hearts, like, that you can be happy. You know what I'm saying? And, like, if anything, what you would get out of this podcast is that I really like Evan Rachel Wood. (laughs) She's great. I just like her a lot. And um, the other thing you can get out of this is, like, yeah, like, you'll know in your heart when you're ready and you can make movies anywhere like you you don't have to be in la so yeah do the movie making thing anywhere you can do that anywhere um uh and like and now okay it's been 55 minutes so i can do a part two but just like follow your dreams bay area is basically tech that's why i feel like i've been unhappy up here so it's just tech stuff but um I'll be back in LA. But for anyone out there, follow your dreams. Follow your dreams in Oklahoma, follow your dreams in LA. Wherever you're at, follow your dreams. Uh follow what's in your heart. Read all Stephen Pressfield movies. Listen to Evan Plus Zane. Watch lots of movies. They they have an album on Spotify. But be good to yourself and just understand that life is good. There's there's a lot of assholes in the world, but there's a lot of great, amazing, good people in the world too. Um, surround yourself with the good people and, and follow your dreams because your dreams are there for a reason. All right. I'm Julie and my website is www.juliekertstudios.com if you want to know more about me. Uh, I love Los Angeles. <laughs> and to my friends and family, I love you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you all later. Bye.